When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Wednesday night. You know what that means. It's time for the Wrestling Inc. podcast to talk all things AEW Dynamite and whatever top headlines are going on in the wrestling world. Hello and good evening to everybody up live with us on the East Coast at 10, 11 p.m. time Wednesday night or wherever you are, whatever time zone you are live. We appreciate you being awake for it. Or if you're checking us out audio only after the fact, that's cool as well. I am Justin Labar. Coming to you from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, being joined by my amigo north of the border, 20 plus years as a WWE referee. He is the one, the only Jimmy Corderas. Jimmy, I believe we are flying double J tonight. Issa uh, having some extreme heat down in Puerto Rico, uh, the electricity and internet wreaking havoc. So she's taking the night off. It is just you and I one on one with the great one. How are you tonight? I'm good, and obviously we're hoping for the best for Isa down there in uh, in that tremendous heat that's going on, and hopefully she gets her power restored fairly soon so the air conditioner can work. Yes, I'm hoping she has air conditioning anyway. Yes. But, uh, yes. Yeah, everything is okay up here. You know, there's a lot of fires in Canada right now, a lot of smoke blowing in through Toronto. We're not in, we're, you know, in Toronto in the path of any of these fires, but we're getting a lot of the smoke and a lot of air quality uh warnings so you just got to be careful for those who have issues breathing and that kind of stuff outside yeah not to make this too much of a weather podcast we have very hazy yeah. skies here in pittsburgh last day or two uh legit uh thoughts and hope everybody in new york mm-hmm. city seeing the images coming out of new york city today and it's just that burnt orange 
uh, tint across the sky. They 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 postponed the Yankees game tonight. I mean, just uh, so if you're so if you're in New York City, which obviously I know is a city where a lot of times you got to go out of the house, you got to you got to do what you got to do to get where you got to go. And I hope hope everybody's being safe there. It looked it looked like something out of a out of a sci-fi movie. So. Hope everybody's doing well there. Uh, love all the live chat that's already going on. Uh, again, if you uh, are, like to check out this podcast live or if, or if you want to try this podcast live, one of the added features aside from when we get going here on the air is once the link is created on YouTube specifically, this chat room starts lighting up. So it's kind of like a watch party. So if you want to have some people to talk uh, wrestling with, you can come on, uh, hit the link before any of the shows that we're doing podcasts, WWE or AEW or NXT. And you can uh, chat with your wrestling community friends. Uh, is, speaking of community, it is a sad day for the wrestling community, as our uh, number one headline we'll uh, talk about here before we get into tonight's recap of Dynamite is the legendary pro wrestler, the Iron Sheik, WWE Hall of Famer. Uh, very polarizing gimmick, specifically in the 80s, given uh, the, the world political situation. You know, the man who Hulk Hogan beat in 1984, which starts and kicks off Hulkamania. Iron Sheik, certainly a legend in the pro wrestling business, and sadly uh, reported today that he has passed away at age 81. Uh, his family saying he did pay, pass away peacefully, so uh, that is good to hear, but certainly a legacy, uh, unlike anything else, um, Jimmy, and, I, and I'm really going to give you time to talk because obviously you you, you uh, traveled and, and were, were working, uh, you know, you worked with the Sheik in WWE. Um, you know, again, a guy like I said, you know, very pivotal, you know, very significant in the '80s yeah. to the pro wrestling sports entertainment time period, mm -hmm. uh, and then you know, in the last 20 years, I wouldn't say reinvented himself, but found a way to brand and market himself uh, to be part of pop culture to an extent. You know, right. has been on Jerry Springer, has been, you know, in cartoons. Is is is, is he kind of made a larger than life? I, you know, I think I think there's been roasts of him. He's he made a larger than life kind of, um, you know. Uh, New era of his of his of, of his of his gimmick and his personality that have called on people that, that who weren't even born when he was uh, in his um you know in, in his peak of his career in his prime of his career as an in ring performer so uh, passed away at eighty one Jimmy uh, your thoughts about the Iron Sheik and uh, any memories I saw you shared a photo uh, of, uh, yeah. of a meal you guys were all sharing so I'd love to hear where where that was so give me give me your Iron Sheik thoughts mm. yeah well it, it is truly a sad day because um, like you said. Thankfully, according to his family, he passed away. I hate to use the word thankfully, but that he passed away peacefully. And that, that, that is at least good to hear. But uh, at the same time, it's sad, sad, sad. And you talk about someone who generated a, a, an aura about them that people recognize. And you, you talk about the airport test all the time. When Shiki walked through the airport, people paid attention. You know, and those that were wrestling fans knew who he was. Oh my God! You know what I mean? And and they they were literally, quite literally, afraid to approach him, while others were wondering, "Oh, who is that?" That weren't quite sure. And uh, on a personal level, uh, that meal you were talking about was in London, Ontario, Canada. It was after a, uh, a live event that we had in London, Ontario, and I was driving. Um, we called a minibus. It was like a large maxi van, but uh, I, I was I was responsible for uh, transporting the heels back to, to, uh, to Toronto because that's mm -hmm. where they would fly out of the main airport. And Shiki would always sit, you know, up 
you know, co-pilot kind of sort of thing. And Jimmy, baby, we stop for gas. We stop for uh, beer. We stop. For, you know what I mean? That kind of stuff. And now, see, I'm doing the voice too because he was also one of the most imitated wrestlers by the boys of all time. And and I am thankful for the fact that he took a liking to me, pretty much, very much like when I really started. And you know, he just he was so helpful. And anytime something went wrong, like I, there was one time where uh, it was an eight-man tag match at TV, and it just it just turned into a cluster, you know what? And it was Shiki and Volkov, and, and I forget who the other heels were against, uh, you know, Powers, London, I think the Killer Bees, and uh, it just some classic, in, some classic names from that period. There, oh my goodness! And it just turned into. And when I got back to Gorilla, of course, you know Vince was there and gave me the come here, and I just got it you let them bury you out there you let them do this you let them do that. you know and then i was just like i was crushed luckily i wasn't fired but i was like you know what i mean yeah. so i'm walking out of gorilla down the back stairs and shiki was waiting there for me he says jimmy bubba you okay i said no the boss just it's okay i talked to the boss for you it's it'd be okay i i'll tell him it's my fault and i'm like wow you don't have to do that. And he says, no, 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 no. We did this to you. So I go talk to the boss. And, you know, he, he was just helpful. He was friendly. He, you know, I can't say enough good things about him. And, and I know some people may have had some run-ins with him, but I never did. And yeah. he was always kind, generous, and giving to me. That's for sure. Well, that's awesome to hear. Yeah, I, uh, I mean, that's very, I, I only had the uh, experience once of getting to interview him. Uh, it did not disappoint. Um, you know, he, he was very uh, charming in his own way, while yet could then quickly go into cheeky baby mode and just go into a tirade of, of things. Right. Um, which was you know, always it was kind of the classic: is he working or is he not? Which you know, isn't that the isn't that the isn't that the greatest compliment and question you can give uh, a worker? Absolutely, and, and he he did that constantly, and not only and with people who knew him well too. Yeah, and people is is he serious? Is he? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Well, wait and find out because sooner or later he'll be he'll be back to hey Baba, where are we going for beer? You know, or something like that. So, and you know, to his family, we 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 give him our serious and deepest condolences. And as we say in in the Greek culture, may his memory be eternal. Yes, and you know, and you said earlier, Jimmy, and I don't think you're wrong for word of the way you said. You know, thankfully he passed away peacefully. Uh, but I think, you know, look, at, at age 81 and him being, you know, not a lot of guys from his era make 81, mm -hmm. given what their body went through in the ring, out the ring, on the road. Uh, so I think, uh, you know, look, 81, uh, and if he, if, if, if indeed he did go peacefully, that's, uh, that's a win. You know, I think mm -hmm. uh, that, 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 that's a win on Father Time, against Father mm -hmm. Time, I should say. So, mm -hmm. um, so yes, again, uh, condolences to his family and, uh, let his memory forever, forever be out there for people to smile and, and share their stories Absolutely. and memories with. Uh, love the chats again flying mm -hmm. in uh, as we throw some of them up. Of course, we have a super chat. We'll always get to those and give a little extra love. Ryan Ramirez, $1.99. Thank you, Ryan. Saying happy Wednesday, guys. Happy Wednesday to you, Ryan. Yes, Ryan. Thank you. Um, so uh, hello uh, to Justine. Uh, of course, we got uh, a lot of um, <laughs> a lot of people. 
wanting to uh, wanting to clo- quote Shiki, the classic. Oh, of course, F. Hulk Hogan. No, Can, Jimmy, uh, did, uh, no, but it's but you got you have to say it right. It's yeah. F. The Hulk Hogan. F. The Hulk Hogan. Yes, yes. I break your back, make you humble. Right. Uh, I don't know. Has Hogan? Com- I, I, I know there's been different stories. I haven't clicked on all of them that the wrestling world is reacting. Does anybody hurt? Has Hogan? Is his Twitter? Has he come out and said anything about Sheik? Is he? I'm he not ha- sure. If he has, drop drop it in the yes, chat. Yes, please, please do. Yes. I, but that, that's one I'd be curious. How does he? <laughs> how does he respond? Um, all right. It is Wednesday night. Uh, AEW Dynamite is what we will be talking about. Uh, coming to you from Colorado Springs, Colorado. Uh, they are. What are we? They are. Uh, it'll be a week from this Saturday, the debut of Collision, which we will mm-hmm. talk about in a little bit. Cause we find out the first main event for Collision. Uh, we are two weeks away uh, from this Saturday. It's two weeks from Forbidden Door. They give us some matches with that, and of course, let's not forget as they cap the summer off on August 27th with their big show in Wembley, uh, where um, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll try to see what's going to be what's going what, what's going to lead for that show. As they got a lot going on, but we kick off Dynamite with who else here? International Champion Orange Cassidy, and he goes up against Swerve Strickland. Swerve's got the embassy out there. And uh, Jimmy, the, the the story is Orange does have his right fist taped up, mm-hmm. and uh, you know he's not able to get all of the orange punch. You know, he at one point even hits the orange punch, hit, hits it, hits his um, hits his beach break. There we go. Um, but even after all that, you know, he can't hit it all, and, and it's it's one two, it's a false finish. He ultimately ends up with a wins with a roll up, and and, and again, I, and I know, and I tw- and I and I tweeted about this. I made I made light of it of just come on. I, I mean, we saw some tornado DDTs uh, executed. Uh, devastatingly on the floor outside on, on the floor outside we see the orange punch a beach break but yet we go to the roll-up and and i and i understand some people like it's the story he, he has his fist taped he didn't get all the punch he had to go by any means necessary i understand and maybe even this situation that would make the roll-up a little bit more justified because there is that story of the punch but it makes but it doesn't stand out because we've, we've seen far too much of it on both shows, AEW and WWE. So, mm-hmm. um, roll up OC retains, but uh, again, you know, was just retained, but at what cost? Exactly. And, and don't get me wrong, a lot of the stuff they did was incredible. They, they, at, at first, it didn't feel like they were clicking together a little bit at the beginning, but then they started to get into a bit of a groove and then they started to you know, take their time. They were given plenty of time for this match yes. and they started taking their time and they were, they were going through the match and they were getting the crowd involved and they were getting into it. And uh, OC is very over with the AEW audience and it was working. And then for me, at least anyways, like you said, because we see it so often now after, you know, seeing so many devastating maneuvers that in, in logic would tell you that should have been the finish. That should have been the finish. Oh my goodness. Just barely kicking out. The finish is a roll-up. And again, like you said, and like we've said here before, when it happens so often, it doesn't feel like a surprise catching someone out of nowhere. And it, it to me, it took me, it, it, it made me go, ooh, 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 oh. And, yeah. and you don't want that at the end of the match. At the end of the match, you want people either to be upset at who won or really overly happy at who won. Now, I was ple- I was fine with who won. It's just that... How they won, right? Yeah, I want to say this about Swerve Strickland. I, uh, yeah, I th- he's obviously very athletic. He's obviously got a certain charisma. You know, his music hits, and it's it's, it's his song. He's rapping. He has a certain charisma. And I know that he kind of it felt natural at the time that he kind of got shifted to a heel when he and Keith Lee 
were dissolving of a tag team. And it did that did feel like the right move in that moment. It felt like that he was that's just where it was. But now, I mean, that we're a few months removed from that. And I almost want to say Keith, who like, I, you know, he's just, you know, maybe he's somebody who I know he's going to be featured next week. I'm pretty sure they advertise him next week. But, you know, it's it just feels like a million years ago is my point. I still look at Soros Strickland and all the talent Crispy has. I'm like, I feel like he's being underserved, being a heel in this. You know, he had his mogul where he had the the Parker Boudreaux and then the other guy covered in tats. That was like a, that was like the big deal that week that angle, you know, revealed and just kind of fell flat. And now he's just a guy with Embassy and Prince Nana. I just think he's being underserved. I think that he is just a guy and maybe Collision and, and what have you can change this in the long term. I feel like he's somebody who could. He he, he, thri- he thrives as a babyface with his charisma and his style, and I just feel like mm-hmm. he, he kind of being buried, lost in the shuffle, maybe being put in this group the way he is. That's just, I kept I kept making that note as I'm watching him versus Orange Cassidy is like this guy's got a lot I, to offer, but I don't I feel like it's not being best served in this situation. I see I, I can see what you're saying, and and one of the reasons why is because like you said, this guy right now seems to be set, better served in the babyface role, and if he'd gotten that enormous, you know gravitated to where the crowd was hugely where he was hugely over as a baby face before turning that's when the heel turn means something not just to turn him because uh maybe like you said being underutilized or underserved in his role so hey we got to do something with him oh we'll just turn him heel. and that's how it felt right right <laughs> imagine this one ethan cruz says imagine if taker's streak ended with the roll up uh, something tells me Taker would have allowed that to happen. He would. No. <laughs> no. You could tell him all you want, but he's the one out there in the ring. I don't think it's going to go down like that. Uh, no, ain't happening, brother. Ain't happening, brother. Oh, that's a funny one to try to think about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, they show a video. Uh, Brian Danielson is going to go up against Okada, so it is a dream match. Uh, if you are a wrestling fan that follows, um, you know, follows both you know AEW and promotions here in the U.S. as well as. Uh, New Japan all around the planet, so uh, certainly a dream match. If 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 this is the buffet that you eat at, this is a this is this is the plate you want to get. I certainly will not deny that. I, I like the video promo too. Nice little um, nice little e- again. Even if you're not, you know even if you if you're not overly overly familiar, it was a nice little promo of their showing clips of Okada talking about how he's the rainmaker, and then Brian Danielson, great quote, says, "Oh, they call him the rainmaker. Well, you're about to step into the effing desert." Uh, so just some nice, simple sound bites and fighting words. Uh, so I thought it was well done as, as they have to build a Forbidden Door amongst all the other things, as we pointed out. And that transitions into Brian Danielson being on commentary. Uh, real quick, Jimmy, I, I don't, I, I'll actually be on vacation, so I know I won't talk about it with you on the air. Um, but, but your thoughts to how they just rolled out this announcement of, of Danielson versus Okada. Uh, again, a dream match to uh, to some viewers uh, who follow everything like this. But that's it. That's the that's the thing. It is a dream match for that particular audience, for that hardcore uh, audience. And you know, others may may you know be familiar with Brian Danielson in his former incarnation as Daniel Bryan, and say, hey, you know what? I I, I know who that is, but there is a, a, a certain number of the audience out there who are probably not familiar with Okada and yes he's a tremendous talent and this match will deliver you can almost guarantee that Mm -hmm. but at the same time other than that hardcore audience who knows that yeah yeah I I would love to that that's where I mean I I think they're sold out in Toronto right there with with you are so I mean and and if they're sold out in Toronto everybody in that building is is who we're speaking of who uh who has the appetite for this so they're gonna they're gonna get a lot of big pops they're gonna get a lot of big chance I do wonder what is the goal of these shows besides the live gate, which again is going to do very well. Um, 
you know, what kind of pay-per-view numbers, what, what is it, what is an acceptable number? Because as we said, that you're kind of shrinking your overall audience probably of, of who's going to pay uh, 50 bucks for this. So I, that I am curious when they go to the these forbidden door shows, uh, which are unique and are fun, but what is the goal? What, what, do you have a lower expectation? Do you have a higher, you know, maybe it's a higher expectation because you figure you should have new Japan's promotional power behind this as well. I don't know. Right. I'd be, that would be one thing I'd be curious to ask Tony Khan is how does he go in viewing the business metrics for this kind of a show? Um, but nonetheless, wrestling will have a cover and you can definitely talk and check it out here on that. Right. And, and as you said, it is the wrestling business and that's a, an interesting thing too, because the, it's two nights in Toronto too, because the night before, is collision in the same building, which right now, as far as ticket sales are going, you said that uh, Forbidden Door is selling very well, if not. Oh, did I know. say Forbidden Door in Toronto? It's in Chicago, isn't it? Or is it Toronto? What, no. Wait, I think it is Toronto. Uh, uh, now I'll get myself all It's backwards. the 25th, is it not? I believe you're right. Because the, the 24th, they're in, uh, they're in Toronto for the um, the collision. That's Toronto. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, Sorry. and you know, you're in that same market and they're down the street in Hamilton, uh, you know, very relatively yeah. soon to that as well. And it, it is very close and it's tough to sell three nights in a big building. That's for sure. Yeah, we'll see. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, forbidden door. I, I was incredible. I hope they do well. Don't get me wrong. I, I, I want them to do well. It's just, you know, it, hmm. I'll be curious. Be do you think that they, um, do you think that they, they segue CM Punk somehow into the Forbidden Door show, or do you think it's going to be it would be too quick to try to pull that off because he's just going to be debuting or re-debuting a week prior? Um, I guess you could. Or do you even need to? Uh, the only thing I could say for, for for Forbidden Door, I don't think you need to. But uh, you know, the collision is the night before. Yeah. So if he's there, why not use him in some form or fashion? Yeah. Uh, what was this one here? Uh, King Kia eight six four saying, in all seriousness, how forbidden is it when New Japan and other wrestlers show up all the time? Where's the story? Why is this happening? Well, I mean, yeah, yeah, I, I can. I think the um, holy crap factor has worn off a little bit because we've seen obviously now several years worth of crossover and partnership exchange between AEW and New Japan. But I think the gimmick that they, you know, the, the term that he is, that, that Tony Khan and AEW has coined is still valid at Forbidden Door, just meaning, you know, we're seeing uh, just, you know, talents from other companies, not AEW, you know, on the show. So, you know, it, it's, it's, it's a nice little gimmick that they've created. And it's, 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 it's a phrase everybody, now everybody in the wrestling community knows you say Forbidden Door, you know that it means the crossing of, of, of boundaries uh, even if you're even if you're speaking sarcastically saying oh mjf's gonna walk through the forbidden door to be everybody knows that, right. that 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 term in wrestling lingo now so right exactly <clears throat> so, yeah, just, so, it's just a label for for, for their pay-per-view yep. you know? or they don't call it a premium live event do they <laughs> yeah, well they're still pay-per-view yeah, they're still they're still uh, Dylan's saying uh, tickets just distributed uh, for Forbidden Door so far twelve almost thirteen thousand. So that's that's a great Dis distributed. But when they say distributed, I don't know. It's, it's, well, yeah, I, I mean there might be a discrepancy of out of thirteen thousand, how much of that is paid, how much of that is not. But mm. you know, right? We'll see. Just curious about the wording. That's all. Sure. Um, all right. So Brian Dennison, as we said out there at the commentary desk, while he's watching his uh, Blackpool Combat Club brothers going up against Chaos. That's Rocky Romero, Trent Beretta, and Chuck Taylor. Mm -hmm. uh, Moxie's going to hit the win here with a rear naked choke. Uh, simultaneously, we got Wheeler Yuta uh, uh, just pounding elbows to the side of Chuck Taylor's face. Uh, so the BCC looking dominant here. And, of course, 
Danison on the commentary pointing out all the flaws that Chaos had from their uh, lack of covers, for their type of covers, uh, and, of course, putting over the BCC, who uh, Blackpool Combat Club look dominant as ever. And just real quick, we go into a backstage with Hangman of the Bucks challenging the Blackpool Combat Club next week in D.C. on Dynamite. D.C., of course, was the location of the very first Dynamite back in the fall of 2019. Mm-hmm. So a lot of history there. And uh, Dan- Brian Danielson, uh, I believe, then it goes ahead and accepts it. So that's what we got already on tap mm-hmm. is more uh, Hangman and the Bucks against the Blackpool Combat Club. Jimmy, are you still there for it, or are you ready for them to move on? Um, hope, hopefully this is uh, where it comes to some sort of an end, unless they do something really uh, out, outside the box and blows my mind away. It makes me want to see more. But, uh, you know, it's it, it's funny. They, they, like you said, they had a heck of a match, this, this trios match. A lot going on simultaneously, but I will give the Blackpool Combat Club, especially Claudio, credit because there were a couple of times where he had to make the save after a, a certain maneuver and that's how you get it done instead of kicking out all the time especially when you have multiple person matches um the only thing is there was a lot of chaos going on and a lot to follow all at once and uh yeah even, right. even production had a hard time they, they i mean they had to, they had to jump yeah. back to some replays to let you appreciate Mm-hmm. Um, what's his face doing? I think a moonsault off the top, and Claudio cutting him off with the with that. Up, yeah, with, uh, and, and they, yeah, and they had and uh, and he had uh, Mox in that uh, armbar submission, and they missed the whole transition into Mox putting his submission hold on. Yes, it, into the, you know, into, into the reverse bulldog. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, and so you know that's that's a production thing yeah. that where they need to be aware of what's going on. So there's it's a communication factor. It's a communication between. Um, the agent, whoever the agent is for the match, to go to the person who's in charge of uh, uh, in the truck and say, hey, look, when this happens, we need to go to the ring because this is what's going to happen. So, yeah. Anyway. Well, so, communi- well, communication, yeah. but also to the talent. Like, you know, you got, if there's six of you out there, mm-hmm. like, use your head. If you got you know, Moxley in the center of the ring and, you know, looking like, oh, my God, Moxley's on his back in a submission, that's a huge deal. Mm-hmm. And he's getting ready to transition out of it. You need to be aware of that. Don't 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 waste a really cool spot where you're risking your body. Don't waste a spot where you're moonsaulting off the top on the outside, and then you're going to get uppercut in midair. Like you know, right. wait. You know, play dead. Do whatever you have to do to buy some time until you mm-hmm. see that that has finished in the ring, and then you know that the the, the truck can afford to flip to you. Uh, yeah, right. I mean, I don't know. That's it. It, mm-hmm. it seems like whether it's an eight, whether it's a lack of agent or producer oversight or what but it's it's like you know look most of these guys in this match had all been in WWE at one point or another so mm-hmm. they've been in the system right so it's like i don't know it's a, how do you not still apply that same kind of preparation uh, well some sometimes when you get a, a little more freedom than you've had before you just tend to just go with the wind so to speak I guess I am looking forward to. I, I am looking forward to seeing what they do here with Hangman and Bucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they really are building this dynamite next week up to be pretty, uh, pretty big again. Like I said, in DC. Sorry, to, not to interrupt you. Hung Bucks. Hung Bucks. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think of that? Not uh, doesn't doesn't roll off the tongue well. Hung Bucks. You got, you got a lot of you got a lot of Hung Bucks in your life, there, Jimmy. Uh, I'd ra- I'd rather not discuss that <laughs> uh, live on the air. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. I don't um, either. <laughs> but no, I am looking forward to this. Uh, they got a lot to build up to this in the show next week. More that we will touch on here in a second. But um, yeah, so 
uh, Hung Bucks and the BCC mm-hmm. next week on Dynamite. All right. Uh, maybe the headline grabber of the night. Uh, and how often is this the case? MJF comes to the ring contractually obligated to be in the uh, in the in the crapshoot uh, of Colorado where he says nothing but uh, drug addicts smoking their brains. away. <laughs> Uh, obviously a lot of cheap heat to the crowd just says nobody is on the level of the devil and that brings out adam cole baby and we really get into a lot in this promo uh jimmy a lot of this promo uh you you have to follow rumors and innuendo you have to really be following along on some of the deeper behind the scenes in the weed stuff otherwise you might get lost in this promo now mm-hmm. uh, i think you and i both follow this promo so We'll have one reaction. I can't wait to hear yours. But I also wonder if, again, if there is any casual fans watching, maybe they, maybe we have just, maybe we're reaching the point where there's just no casuals watching. That's just how we're operating. I also thought to myself, man, this is a very confusing promo. If you don't, if you're not giving in some of these references, hmm. but be as it may, I, I will go through the uh, some of the uh, the bullets that were fired off hmm. by each. Um, Adam Cole comes out, does his entrance, his uh, where he normally does his uh, Adam Cole, baby. MJF cuts it off. I thought a great little heel move right there, uh, cutting off Adam's, uh, you know, big, big pop that he gets. Uh, and MJF starts to put over Adam Cole, puts over how he watched Adam Cole uh, in Ring of Honor and said, you know, here's a guy that stands out. You know, he's got he's got the look. He's got a sense of coolness. He can get it done in the ring. Then he talks about how when he went to WWE, NXT, how the guy in NXT, he he was the man there. But then he comes here to AEW, which he always figured Adam Cole would, but it's just not the same. He doesn't have that, he doesn't have that body, he doesn't have that fire, he doesn't have that look. He references the rumor about when he was in WWE that Vince McMahon didn't view Adam Cole as top guy material, which was a rumor that was out there uh, around Adam's departure. And also one of the rumors was and 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 whether it was true or not, but they leaned into it, was that there was a rumor of a creative pitch that Adam Cole should be Keith Lee's manager on the main roster in WWE. And, and MJF fired off some of those shots at Adam Cole, to which Cole responds and says, you just can't touch my body of work. And if you want to talk about work and putting in the time, let's go back and each piss in a cup and let's see who comes back more natural, taking a shot that MJF might be on some gas Keep that in mind for a second. Mm-hmm. Uh, he tells MJF that nobody in that locker room respects him, not one guy or one girl. And after all the po- poking and prodding he does at MJF, mm-hmm. he gets MJF raged up enough, maybe roided up enough, uh, and gets into Adam Cole's face. And MJF says, I will fight you and I will beat you any day of the <clears throat> week. And that's where they left at that point. Now, later on, they would announce that it's going to happen apparently next Wednesday. Right on this major diamond for a second there. When I said when he when he worded any day of the week, I said, Oh, is this our main event for the first collision? Any day of the week? Let's do Saturday. I kind of thought that's where they were going, but no, they're going to next week dynamite in DC where it all started, Capital One Arena. So, uh, a lot to unpack, Jimmy. Uh, go through Uh, how you see. (laughs) I don't know. I don't, I don't even know where to begin. Uh, Obviously, the the verbal barbs that were thrown, the jabs that were thrown were just. Like you said, they, it catered to a specific audience. And yes, MJF is wonderful on the mic, but that's the thing. He caters to that one specific audience. And there's nothing wrong with catering to your audience for, for a lot of it. But at the same time, you have to let the others in as well who may be tuning in. And that's one of the things I, I, that, that kind of gets me. Uh, yes, did I enjoy the barbs? Did I enjoy the shots? I did because I got them. 
there may be some bit of that audience out there that's watching going, oh, what did he mean by that? Wait. The Keith Ooh. Lee comment is especially, that's the deepest yeah. one where you're like, what? Right. Yeah. Keith Lee's manager? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, like you said, some of the barbs were like real, real vital shots, but at the same time, and, and Adam Cole proved that he could hang on the mic with him as well. And he, we all knew that he could, and they can go both go in the ring and put on a, a hell of a match. But this is, this was a situation where I thought maybe this was a big enough story leading into a match with these two. And I was like you, I thought that possibly that would be the announcement for the main event at uh, uh, the first collision, but we'll get to that in a little bit. But I thought maybe this segment, a promo segment like this could have ended the show tonight. Yes. And maybe should have. And we'll talk about that later. There's always a big hindsight with how with what they how they format this and what they choose to put where. Um, real quick on this line, what do you are you okay? Obviously, both guys, you know, let's 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 pull the curtain back a little bit. Both guys knew what was going to be said out there. You know, you do what you do. You make you work. You know, you make it. You work. Uh, are you okay with the line? Uh, the 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 insinuation of uh, let's go both piss in a cup. Are you okay with it? Uh, even, if, kinda, even, even if MJF is natural and he's in great shape, even if it is all natural, are you, are you okay with even <laughs> even uh, hinting at such? When when you make assumptions like that, now you got people thinking, and you know, in the wrestling world, perception is reality. Kind of like when MJF threw the barbs out there about uh, ROH mm-hmm. and made make, makes them feel their world champion is now making the ROH brand look inferior, right? And and you know and. That's not a good look either. And when you, when Adam Cole mentions the pissing in a cup, and let's both take a test and see how which one of us is natural. Now again, you're making an insinuation out there that hardcore wrestling fans would say, "Ah, oh, yeah, I knew it. I could tell it just from the." You know what I mean? Everybody thinks yeah. they know. Yeah. The reason I ask that's just one that you know, and I'll, I'm going to go on the record first off, and by the way, and say I don't. Pro wrestlers, baseball players, I don't care if they're on steroids. Mm. I, I personally don't care. I, I care about their health. I'm not saying I want, but 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 if it's their own choice, I don't care if Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa were on steroids mm. in the late 90s having a home run thing. I don't care if a pro wrestler feels that if they want to do that to get an extra enhancement of their image to pass that airport test. So let me just throw that out there. I'm not, but I, I, I but I also know that obviously performance enhancing drugs and steroids and everything are a very big, very big topic these days and 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 are a no-no by most regulations so i just wonder when you're in this situation you know you're rolling out new tv and this and that like is it smart to even even within the world of kayfabe to even insinuate that a performer might be on such that was that caught my attention funny no yeah there's a rumors and innuendo it's not good it's not a good look and and even if it was like you say sports entertainment it was just a line to throw out there to get that pop yeah there's still that section of the audience out there that's going to go hmm. and then you got to think what are the executives thinking does he know something uh, that, you know yeah. right right all right uh so let's talk about this because there's still more to unpack with this so they announced later that these two are going to take play are going to take take on each other next week uh, on dynamite um i believe it is for the title again chat help me out i'm we're, i'm taking notes i'm doing a lot of things uh, i believe it's for the title um, if it's not, that changes things. But they're taking right. on each other next week. Did not expect it to be that quick of a turnaround. Quite frankly, I thought, again, aside from in my moment of, oh, this is going to be Collision's main event when when MJF words it as any day of the week. Right. 
the other part of me thought as he finished his sentence that maybe Adam says CN Wembley. And we just go ahead and just set that set that one there and we have now you know ten weeks to build to that. But no, we don't. We get an announcement later tonight that's gonna be next Wednesday. Jimmy, what do you do? Because certainly you're not gonna burn MJF and Adam Cole for one match on free TV with seven days of build. Certainly there has mm-hmm. to be some shtick that happens next week. Yeah. You know? Yeah, no, something has to happen to continue this rivalry and continue this feud going because what they did tonight was they it, it was a great seed to plant, but the line instead of you, you know, Adam Cole when he threw that line out, you're just scared, whatever you coward, whatever it would have been a cooler line for MJF as the heel to go, you know what? You know what, Adam Cole? You think you could get to me like that? I know what you're trying to do. You need to earn this title opportunity. Well, well yeah, well, I, 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 like, I, I agree with you that I, I'm just surprised they're turning around and just advertising this match seven days later. That's why I think mm-hmm. there has to be some yeah. kind of a, there has to be a shtick. But I will say this. I don't know if I want to get on the path of what you're getting ready to do because I feel like that's, M, that's every match for MJF is he puts his opponent through some gauntlet for two months of, mm-hmm. So, so I don't necessarily want that. Um, so that's why I'm kind of I'm a little surprised uh, that they're doing it this way. But again, I just can't imagine they're going to give us a straight 15 minute match next no. week. I got to think whether no. he attacks gonna... Adam, whether he attacks Adam Cole backstage, whether he does something to Brit, or I, I don't or, know. You know, or shenanigans. There will be shenanigans. There will be shenanigans. Yes, there will be shenanigans. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, MJF and Adam Cole, and you know, look, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm happy. This is, you know, I've been saying to you for weeks. I think you agreed. Adam Cole was the guy. Is the guy that I most believe could take the title off of MJF, but I just don't mm-hmm. see it happening quite this soon. Yes, unless, <laughs> unless Tony Khan is determined to not have MJF as champion by a certain date, if in fact MJF's future with the company is is ticking, uh, mm-hmm. you know, that would be, I guess, the only other thing that we don't know. So. No. A uh, lot, to, lot to, uh, lot to look at there. Some factors in play here that we don't know right now. Very much, very much. Uh, but, but, and, and it shouldn't be lost. We said it earlier. I kind of glossed over it that he mm-hmm. noted about how Vince McMahon didn't find Adam Cole the top guy, but blatantly, verbatim said Vince McMahon's name. Yeah, uh, which I know got headlines on in its own right. Which is a, a, what was the line he used? He called him a. Um, oh my goodness, I have it right here. Oh, a toxic social media troll. Adam yeah. Cole called MJF that, yes. Yes, yes. yeah, yes. so tremendous. I know when MJF talking about uh, Vince McMahon saying hi, he loves that guy. Yeah. <laughs> he loves that guy. All right, uh, so moving on to the next match, we have a tornado tag match of uh, Jalistico and Preston Vance up against Jungle Boy and Hook. Uh, the heels attack Jungle Boy as he's finishing making his entrance. Um, so this is all over the place. No tags needed. Another jump start? Another jump start. <clears throat> Yes, yes, yes. Um, Preston Vance is going to get busted open. Looks like the hard way from a chain from Hook. We're also going to see Hook T-bone him off the apron into a table. Uh, two tables were set up, but they only went through one. Uh, looks like they're okay, but it did look scary there for a minute. Mm-hmm. Jungle Boy ultimately is going to get the win with his snare trap submission here. So uh, thoughts on the match, Jimmy? I know Tornado tags and AEW is kind of a funny thing, but thoughts on the match. And uh, Jungle Boy and Hook, um uh, you know, two young up-and-comers, good-looking young guys that they continue to revisit pairing them together. Do you like this? Uh, I'm okay with it as long as it leads to something. You know, they keep bringing them back together. And like you said, uh, 
uh, insert joke here, tornado match, tag match in, in AEW. But anyways, uh, I digress. But I, I do like the pairing on on some, you know, uh, in some form and fashion. But it's it's one of these things where is this going to lead to another one of them turning on the other? And I don't want to see that happen. I like this this being some friends uh, that work together and stay together and either as a team or just, you know, have each other's back, so to speak. I'm okay with that. They don't have to be an official tag team going after the tag team championships or chasing a tag team title. Um, I don't know if the FTW title is even being defended at this point. It's they just, say they say it's not officially recognized by AEW. So, you know, he just carries it out there. But uh, I, I'm okay with this good young team. But it seems to me, even though Hook is somewhat over, Jungle Boy is really getting a great reaction from the audience, their audience for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, real quick, going back to Adam Cole and MJF. Uh, so it was labeled as an eliminator title eliminator match, mm-hmm. uh, which basically is their words for a number one contendership. So if I, so, Adam Cole has to beat MJF in that match mm-hmm. to get the title match. So that does at least right. So which the which is baffling to think because they have MJF so protected. He's he, he's had you know you can count on one hand the title matches he's had, and so. Presumably, they're going to put him in a position to lose so they can keep this going. So that's right. interesting decision-making there. But it just, you know, from a logic standpoint, so you have to beat the champ in order to get a shot at the champ. Yeah. Yeah, it just, uh, that's that's the issue I have with non-title matches. You know, it, anytime someone defeats a champion, they should be champion. That's all there is to it. Yeah. Uh, so that makes it all the more interesting and curious of how they're going to execute Next week, if, if 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 it's still a schmoz, if it's still very gimmicky and smoke and mirrors, uh, so that way MJF gets pinned to again keep Adam Cole and him going, but that way it doesn't uh, you know damage the aura that MJF has created around himself. So, no, I hear you. Uh, and yeah, Jungle Book, uh, Jungle Book, Jungle Boy. Jungle Boy and Hook. Um, I don't know. There's something I I actually, you know, I know that it felt like they're trying to break Jungle Boy away from tag teams for a bit after his run for a while there with Luchasaurus and Christian mm-hmm. Cage. But there's something about him and Hook that I kind of like. Again, I keep I keep going back to this young guys, you know, kind of got a natural crowd response. Again, they just mm-hmm. two good looking guys you could put on a poster and yeah. I don't know. I'm, I, there's something about them I'm intrigued by. So I hear you. I hear you. All right, uh, Tony Khan in his uh, backstage pre-tape announces, he has another announcement, and this one is the main event for the first AEW Collision debuting on June 17th. Uh, Last week he revealed what everybody figured, which was that it would be the second coming of CM Punk. And this week he announces the main event, which is going to feature CM Punk. It is going to be uh, the Bullet Club Gold members of Jay White, Juice Robinson, plus Samoa Joe up against FTR, and cm punk uh jimmy and, and and the reaction you know obviously there's there's much to do last week in san diego when he made the official announcement that punk is coming back uh it was very viral very talked about the live crowd in san diego was very mixed it was very 50 mm-hmm. 50 excitement or booze um polarizing reaction which by the way i think you just lean into mm-hmm. I, I don't think we need to force cm punk to be hero babyface i think we lean into right. whatever the crowd wants to do but that's a whole other topic right. um he announces this main event and i again i don't know but it, it, the live crowd didn't have much reaction to it 
Yeah. Unless they didn't take the live crowd sound or something, but, it, but they they quickly jumped back to the announced desk, mm-hmm. and I didn't get I didn't hear much reaction. I don't know, so uh, I don't even know what the, what the crowd thinks about it. But what do you think about advertising CM Punk's match? You know, previously I thought maybe you do the guessing game of when does he show up during the two hour program, but they're just coming right out and saying he's your main event. No, see, it would have been different if they announced him in the main event in a singles match versus whoever it may be. Maybe he has a match with Jericho because the uh, they t- they tend to cater to the online crowd and the diehard crowd, and you know apparently him and Jericho have had a beef according to the internet. So maybe that would have been better. But this six man tag, again, it just doesn't it doesn't go doesn't have that oomph to it. You, maybe like we said earlier, maybe that uh, MJF Adam Cole match would have been better suited as a main event for this first one. Yes, you want CM Punk because you know you're going to get the crowd there, probably going to get cheered like crazy in his hometown, you know, and that sort of thing. But that's not a guarantee either, because you would think that the AEW hardcore audience would have cheered CM Punk, and the announcement of him coming back got a mixed reaction, as you said. So uh, normally, I would say they're in his hometown, they're going to pop huge for him and they probably will, but there is that chance that they may go, Hey, here we go again with this guy. He's making us look bad. <laughs> He's making yeah. our city look bad. Yeah. I don't know. It just, it doesn't have the oomph to it. It doesn't have the gravitas. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 well, it, and I'll get to that. You're right. It doesn't have the gravitas. I, I was okay with him announcing him last week because I, as I, and I, I said this one busted open, you can make money a lot quicker from what you advertise versus what you don't. So I understood advertising. He's going to be part of collision. I'm fine with that. I don't, I don't think you need to do what you did for Rampage two years ago and just let it be the worst kept secret. I'm okay with advertising. But I do kind of agree, like, you have something there where you could really lean into some things and make his first match back really must-see. I don't think this is must-see. Hmm. I think I think, I think think it's a little – it's very interesting to see, hear his music, see him come out, hear what the reaction is. And it's probably going to be really strong for this night because it's in Chicago. Hmm. Uh, the weeks following that that's a different story right but like i don't feel like this match is a must see uh and i know more hardcore fans that are especially fans of you know oh punk's gonna be in the ring with samoa joe and they haven't been in the ring mm-hmm. since whatever whatever ring of honor or whatever but i just yeah i don't know if this is the most must see i feel like this is kind of like i don't know just making punk happy just putting him in the ring with we know his buddies with ftr and mm-hmm. I, I don't know like it, it and the other weird here's the other weird thing about this whole the whole thing Tony Khan announces it's the second coming of CM Punk. He's returning. Mm-hmm. There was never ever a word of why he is why he's been gone. Mm-hmm. Now he's been injured. Legitimately, he's been injured. Mm-hmm. Whether a brawl happens in the locker room after that press conference last September or not, he was going to be off TV for a while, anyways, presumably because he was injured, or at least out of the ring. Maybe still on TV, but out of the ring. Mm-hmm. They never even explained. <laughs> all they did is they, all they did is they got back to dynamite the, the, five days later or four days later and, and they just announced the titles were being vacated mm. didn't say like that's the other weird thing is like we're, we're making this big hoopla that punk's returning but there's no context to which what is he returning from right now again i'm not saying if, if, if you need to keep the, the backstage thing and you don't want to make that a tv storyline fine but shouldn't you at least tout CM Punk, who was our fighting champion, he has been sidelined for nine months with this terrible mm-hmm. injury, and maybe even show a few shots of him rehabbing or whatever, whatever. Like mm-hmm. that just seems kind of bizarre. Again, going back to talk about not even trying to book to 
somebody new tuning in going, oh, wow, this person was injured. Oh, that's quite the story. Let me see their return. You're just saying you're just like you're not even using all of what you could use to make this a more heroic comeback story. Exactly. And that goes to show you that they just cater to that one specific audience and that's it. And they just say, oh, you, you talked about what a great story that would be about him rehabbing and doing all this stuff. But they're worried about thinking, oh, but anybody who knows anything is going to say they know the situation and, the, and what happened at the press conference and the post. OK, and if so, then go ahead and acknowledge it on TV. Yes. Then, it just, then it just makes you look like a dumbass when the giant elephant in the room that that 10,000 people in the arena are all talking about and tweeting about and you don't even mention it. It just makes you look like you're scared at that point. Uh-huh. Hey, you're preaching to the choir, my brother. And I understand legally there might be some things you don't talk, but <clears throat> certainly there's got to be a way around to to elude or innuendo. It just it, if right. that truly is the thought that they're subscribing to is everybody knows about it. Well, if everybody knows about it, then get everybody behind closed doors, get them to shake hands, agree that let's all make some money and put the Bucks versus Punk out there in the ring. There you go. There you <laughs> go. Because it's it's been done in the past where where people don't get along backstage, but they put their differences aside out in the ring to do business and make money. And that's what this is about. Iron cheek would not approve, Bubba. No, he would call them all jabronis. jabronis. All right. We get uh Takeshita out there with Don Callis, no music, mm-hmm. just a looping video that runs even during the upcoming squash match of what Callis and Takeshita did to Omega. I thought that was kind of a creative little production touch. Uh, up against the local uh, talent, Damon Ace. Uh, Takeshita is going to win with the knee strike. And then Don Callis cut the promo afterwards on Omega. Major heat on Callis and Takeshita. Uh, Jimmy, this might have been the most, the biggest heat reaction of the night. Yeah. Uh, was to Don Callis and Takeshita. And obviously a lot of it on Callis. He's cutting the promo predominantly. Takeshita did say a few words. But uh, this is a pretty good start for Takeshita's heel run, I would say. No, I think it's a pretty good run for his. And having Don Callis as his mouthpiece is working absolutely well because you talk about now who has more heat, Don Callis or, or, or Dom Mysterio. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? That's it, it, it. Almost felt that that nuclear, but getting that kind of heat, it, it, it's it's very rare nowadays, and right. it's working here. And you you mentioned that little production uh, thing where they had that video of them. Uh, you know, with uh, Kenny Omega and the chain and all that kind of stuff. Maybe that helps add to it because, you know, Kenny Omega is loved by that audience. He's, he's, he's one of their all time favorites. So having that loop constantly through the, uh, and during the, was it, it was playing during the match, was it? During the match. Yeah. Yeah. And and you would think that it would be a bit of a distraction because you'd say, why would you put something on the screen while the match is going on? Because you want the focus to be on the ring which I didn't see a lot of people turning away. At least I didn't notice it anyways. And every once in a while, you'd see a camera shot where you can see it on the, ra- on mm-hmm. the thing. But uh, like for us watching on TV, it's not as much of a deal. But for those in the arena, I didn't see a lot of people turning their heads, even though every once in a while you'd see somebody go, oh, what's that? Yeah. You know, but yeah. uh, eh, nice little touch. It, it but, was. A commentary but, commentary even pointed it out. I thought it was, I thought it was a nice... Um, yeah, and, 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 and we should say Omega is advertised for Forbidden Door. It's gonna be him versus Will Osprey, uh, uh, IWGP uh, mm-hmm. tight on the line, and and I, I, you know, maybe they just do a straight match, but I would think this is what a what an opportunity for Takeshi and Don Callis to make their presence uh, felt. Let's put exactly. it that way, yes. and, and uh, maybe the IWGP 
United States title ends up going back to one Will Ospreay, thanks to the uh, evil genius Don Callis and Takeshi. Yeah, you know, I mean, uh, you know, obviously a lot of heat on Callis. Certainly, you want to see Omega get his hands on Callis. It, it certainly has the old school feel of we could lead to a uh, Takeshita versus Omega match with uh, Don Callis hanging in a cage above, you know, and Callis gets Callis has to be uh, subject to five minutes of Omega if if uh, if, if Omega's uh, victorious. So nice. a lot of a lot of old school call in there. Yeah. Uh, backstage, we get uh, Alex Marvez. He's outside of Christian's. Christian Cage locker room. Christian comes out, and it looks like uh, he's in, in his locker room. He's got Luchasaurus beating up and destroying Brock Anderson, all in response to Arn Anderson's uh, influence in the ladder match between Wardlow and Christian uh, at Double or Nothing. So uh, beating down Brock Anderson looks like Christian Cage and Luchasaurus. Uh, I, I guess not. Well, I mean, their, their focus is more on Arn Anderson, but Arn right now is associated with Wardlow. So uh, what did you make of this backstage uh segment here nah, i guess to, to further that story it was okay i guess but again little things like uh, what brock is in christian's locker room you well know, they, they must have they must have ambushed him and dragged him in there yeah exactly you have to assume again there isn't a story being told here uh, you know is the story is the story are they move are they moving towards just a story with like are we building towards Luchasaurus or Christian versus Brock? Certainly, Arn's not working a match. Or, or are they sticking with Wardlow? Is what I'm wondering. Uh, I guess. I guess. Are we going to get a tag match where Wardlow is tagging with Arn's son, Brock? I don't know. To try to help. That's a mismatch. Oh my goodness! I just, it, it, that's the problem here. You know, you talk about planting seeds. This one's planted, but there, how do you water it? it? It seems like the ground is too dry right now. I don't know if that made sense, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I was gonna make a weird joke, like it's a weird, funny plant you got to piss on the water, but it's not that. I don't know. Yeah. I just, I just, I don't know where we're going here. Um, yeah, exactly. And I, you know, and some people say it's good that you don't know where it's going, but it's also got to make sense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we'll see. I guess stay tuned to next week. Yes, <laughs> we'll see where they are trying to go with this. Yeah. All right, Chris Statlander, your newly crowned TBS champion versus. Uh, Anna J. Uh, Jimmy, this is another one you and I have not talked about. Uh, Chris mm-hmm. Statlander, of course, won that TBS. Because uh, I was not on last Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Um, Statlander won that TBS title by dethroning Jade Cargo via a surprise impromptu match mm-hmm. at Double or Nothing. So uh, what a what a uh, what a point on the resume for Chris Statlander to dethrone the sixty and oh sixty one no whatever she was Jade Cargo. Mm-hmm. And now she's defending this title up against Anna Jay. Uh, she does defend it successfully, hitting a tombstone pile driver. Uh, n- no surprise here. I didn't think Chris Statlander was going to be dropping this title that quick. Uh, let's talk about that. Chris Statlander, this TBS champion. I, and I'm a fan of hers, I, and, I, and, I, and I know that she does have a certain – she is over to an extent with that audience. Injury certainly has um, derailed her with her knees over these last couple of years a couple times, which mm-hmm. is concerning. Uh, but what did you make of the fact that they decided to take this – undefeated streak which they went back and forth with with how prominent they booked it or made it mm-hmm. what did you make of, of dethroning jade via a unexpected opponent for her uh, it just didn't feel right at the time because chris statlander is a baby face and baby faces and she, basically she beat the heel after the heel just had a match yep so it didn't feel right like the right time it would have been a you know if she had defeated her straight up in a in a one-on-one match where 
where uh, Jade had not had a match right before it, I would have been fine with it. And then we go to the first Dynamite afterwards, and we and she, oh my goodness, my brain is like, here, here we go with the too many ref bumps again. She defends the title against um, uh, last week when you weren't here. Yeah, sorry. Uh, no, I don't have notes. Yeah. No, but, but again, no reason given to other than, oh, it's an open challenge. Anybody can come out. Mm -hmm. and, 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 you're not building to anything. You're just having a match to have a, have your champ on the card. That's mm -hmm. how it feels, and that's how it felt tonight with Anna Jay. It just, we want to have the champion on the card in that women's slot that's right before the main event. <laughs> yeah. You know, and who are we going to put there? Oh, well, we haven't had Anna Jay. Let's get her out there and hopefully, you know, try and elevate her a little bit. It, 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 we didn't have reasons for this match yeah. to happen. Yeah, I um, I, I'm happy Chris Statlander's back, and I don't even mind Chris Statlander being the one that beats Jay Cargo. I guess I, it's kind of what you're saying. I, I guess I just would have, I would have rathered. Why, why do that to yourself? Why take away what could be a money match, a promotion of is Jade going to be able to defend it uh, successfully? Why does Double or Nothing need this surprise? Um, I, I would have rather Jade win against uh, was it Ty of Valkyrie, and then, you know. Proclaim, oh, I have no other opponents here, and say, no, you have a returning Chris Statler coming in again. Make whether the match is for Wembley or whatever you make it, but spend mm -hmm. the weeks showing Chris Statler coming back and, and, and again, the comeback story. And now you have at least something to tout as a reason to tune in and buy the pay per view. Uh, I mean, I, Tony Khan at some point compared the Jade Cargill booking and run. He he actually did compare whether it was being goofy or not, but it got headlines. He compared it to like Goldberg's run. And it's like, could you imagine? Hmm. I mean, WCW booked a lot of stupid shit, but could you imagine if Goldberg's streak got broken via a surprise match right. that wasn't advertised? Right, exactly. No. So, uh, again, timing is everything. And it, it, sometimes, like, I, they, they try to rush things. A little too much and they don't they forget about the storytelling aspect and so and it almost feels like hey we'll do this and we could tell a story afterwards yeah i guess uh, i guess uh, yeah, uh, I guess. <laughs> yeah i guess i guess i guess sticking with the women uh tony storm is your uh aw women's champion uh she's going to take on again next week ndc on dynamite she's going to take on the winner of a fatal four-way that's taking place on Rampage, which actually I think in real time as we speak on this podcast as recording, it's probably being taped right now. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, Rampage, which will air Friday, is going to be Britt Baker versus Sky Blue versus Nyla Rose versus Mercedes Martinez. The winner of that fatal four-way will take on Tony Storm next week. Now, obviously, Britt could be the favor just on paper, but also um, – Nyla Rose, she's from the DC metro area, so maybe and they do like to lean into local ties, so maybe the, right. it's her. Um, I like Sky Blue, actually, I do. I like Sky a lot uh, for an up and comer, but I don't think that that would be kind of premature. And Mercedes mm -hmm. Martinez, I mean, she's kind of a heel anyway, so her and versus Tony seems like that'd be weird. So, uh, any any early guess for who is going to take who's going to take on challenge Tony Storm next week on this big dynamite that they're promoting if, if you're if you're looking for the biggest reaction uh obviously overall not just in the, in the dc area brit brit baker would be the one yeah. but uh, uh, again uh, like you said nyla rose being from that area uh they may give her the you know and and, and if they because i could see her winning in this aaron friday they them letting her just do some local media next week just to, for easy time because mm -hmm. it's like yeah if you're going to put brit into that title match next wednesday 
don't wait until the this like that's right. something again you'd want to promote and build up to. Right. I see no point of waiting for a taped show to air on Friday to, to then make that match official. No, I hear you. I hear you. Absolutely. All right. We get our main event. Um, you know, main event is where they put it here. It is Ricky Starks versus Jay White. Now, these guys have had a problem, had a story over the recent weeks and months. Jay White and, mm-hmm. and Bullet Club uh, Gold. Now, Juice Robinson, as well as FTR, all are banned that are, that are having issues. So they're yeah. all banned from ringside. Uh, so we get another hot start. This one starts in the aisle way before the bell even rings. Is that uh, the third time or the fourth time? Tonight? I think it was a. I think third. I think third. <laughs> I think third. That was the. They all picked in a hat. That was the theme they went for. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the big drama comes down to Stark shows to hit his finish, and as he's doing so, he accidentally knocks the referee, bumps the referee. So he hits his finish. Referee's down. Looks like Stark should be in the position to win. Here comes Austin and Colton Gunn. Talk about random out of nowhere. They come out, they attack Ricky Starks, Ricky Starks, and that then leads to uh, Jay White having the opening to hit his Blade Runner and get the win. So uh, Jay White has a win. It looks like, Jimmy, that they are possibly hinting towards the fact that Austin and Colton Gunn could be new members of this Bullet Club Gold. Uh, Juice Robinson does come out after the match and celebrate with Jay White as they go off the air. Uh, thoughts on the match and the execution of this uh, this finish? Um, oh boy, uh, the match was was good until the rip bump because, it, it, I, and I hate to be this guy again because I hate critiquing our brothers and stripes, our brothers and sisters and stripes. But be, right before the ref bump, I felt something was coming only because I, uh, of the way Paul Turner was 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 reacting in the ring. It looked like he was trying to position himself in a certain position. And I was wondering because, you know, he's he's a, so he knows where the hard camera is and where he should be positioned. So I felt something was coming. I didn't know exactly what, but I thought he was positioning himself for something. Uh, and we got the ref bump. And I thought after seeing the ref bump, it was like, yeah, I, could, I saw him kind of putting himself there. Uh, that being said, again, the randomness of the guns coming out uh, to, you know, to to cause the damage, so to speak, maybe they are going to be the new members, but again, it's got people thinking, why would they come up? I don't well, know. I just, it just didn't feel like the execution got the crowd into like, usually when you have a heel doing something like that, sorry to cut you off like that, but usually when you have a heel uh, coming out and interfering and stuff like that, you get that reaction. Like, Oh, come on. It was yeah. it wasn't there. Well, so, Again, and we have the privilege to armchair book. Mm-hmm. And at least for as long as they keep having Rampage as a show, they do Dynamite Live, and then they go and they, they tape Rampage. And I bring mm-hmm. that up because that while it actually is a lot, it's a lot of content for the audience to sit through, it mm-hmm. does give you the luxury of you can end your Dynamite on something that wouldn't be what you'd end a live event with. It wouldn't be the last thing you want the audience to have. But it can be the most story climactic thing to have a dynamite, and then you can then give them some feel good stuff when you bring out the rampage matches. Meaning, and you kind of alluded to earlier, they could have ended with Adam Cole and MJS promo. Mm-hmm. And while yes, that wouldn't have been the most big explosion. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, oh, surprise! The guns are, are, but like it would have been something that would have been like pretty good to go off the air with. Like, oh my god, here. MJF just right. said, yes, here's my next opponent. We go off the air with that. 
and then you have a few more matches for Rampage and whatever mm-hmm. else, dark matches, so that right. so the live crowd can get their feel good, right? You know, cheer good, go home moments. Um, what was what? I guess here's what feels out of place. First off, I don't I don't actually mind the gun, the young guns, Colton and Austin joining Bullet Club. I don't necessarily mind that. What's weird to me is actually the time of everything, because they're we announced tonight that they're building to as the main event for Collision being the current Bullet, Bullet Club gold of, of, of Jay White and Juice plus Samoa Joe mm-hmm. against FTR and Punk. So it's like, it just seemed kind of interesting to throw the guns in this. Now, it almost felt like, and you and I usually are pretty picky about stop throwing too much crap after each match. Mm-hmm. About don't do 20 pounds and 10. Right. But this is actually a situation where maybe if the time, if they would have a lot of the time for it, it might have been interesting to have ref bump, you know, whatever, Jay White wins. And then out comes Juice Robinson after the fact, and he helps put the boots to to mm-hmm. Ricky, and they're standing tall, and this and that. And then here comes FTR, you know, and they battle FTR, and then oh, here comes Joe, and then mm-hmm. finally, the, because the heels have that still that one outnumbered person, mm-hmm. Joe and and Bullet Club all stand tall because yes, right. Punk's not back yet, but he's coming, and it right. kind of builds that anticipation for Punk. Mm-hmm. I actually thought that would have been the way to kind of play off of the big announcement tonight is, is do that set the stage for that and set the stage for oh punk needs to get back but they they I, I, so it's almost like the one time when they don't do a bunch of crap after the match i thought they should have done more crap after the match so i hear you look i got a present for you it's called a pencil oh thank you yeah but yeah it, it, it's it feels like like you said it just let's let's get through this let's get it done and and i, I get you want to end the tv with a certain thing and then you know, you have your live audience that you have to deal with, but you got a TV audience at home. Like right now, this is a television driven business as of right now. So you have to have them wanting to see more, wanting to tune in next time to see what's happening. I didn't feel that at the end of this. Yeah. 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 It was, I, I, yeah, I don't know. Just, that just kind of baffled me that they made the announcement and they put these players in the main event for tonight, mm-hmm. 10 days right. out of this collision, and then that's what we got in it. So I don't know. Um, but a lot of things, a lot of things to debate and digest, and mm-hmm. um, you know, mm-hmm. that's, that, that is what it is. So that's what it's what it's all about. Um, all right, so that was AEW Dynamite tonight. Again, next week they are back in DC where they kicked it all off, Capital One Arena. Mm-hmm. Um so there'll be a lot to talk about next week as regards to that. And then, of course, we get closer and closer to Collision with right. uh, CM Punk's second coming. Oh, what a ride this should be. <clears throat> Jimmy, uh, any final thoughts on tonight's show and uh, cheap plugs? No, I, I thought it, it had some good moments. It's just, again, it's the little things that they have to tighten the screws on. And they try to, uh, again, do too much and and. and too many similarities in certain things, like we said earlier. Three matches started with a jump start, you know, doing that sort of stuff, uh, you know. And, and when you do finally utilize a ref bump, which they don't do very often, which you know I give them credit for that they don't have to do it very often. Uh, for me, it was a dead giveaway that something was happening there. Do it in a way where you do the ref distractions or something like that, where the heat doesn't go to the ref, and that's how I feel. But other than that, you know, hey. We'll see where it leads to. I'm looking forward to seeing the first collision, not because of the announced main event, only because this is a new program and see who gets utilized and how. Yeah, I'll be curious to see once collision gets a few weeks under its belt. Um, mm-hmm. How does that affect dynamite? 
Exactly. How does it affect the overall creative? How does it affect, you know, do we see more synergy? Do we see more co, you know, coherent, like, you know, or like, or uh, does, does the train go off the track? Like, I, you know, I don't know. I'm really curious. Right. Exactly. And as far as where you can find me, you can find me here on Wednesday nights and Monday nights talking to you usually. And uh, I know you're going to be taking a little time off soon, but uh, uh, Monday nights, hopefully we'll see triple J and, uh, and then hopefully he says, okay, and gets her power and her air back up there. And you can find me also doing the ref and rant. Not the uh, yeah, the ref and rant every day. Yeah, sorry. Uh, Mondays and Fridays on all my social media platforms, and uh, you know, like I said, little critiques, not to tear down, but to help tighten some screws. And on this week's Reffing It Up podcast with my good brother and stripes Brian Hebner and our host RJ, none other than former WWE ring announcer and now working for AEW, Tony Chimmel. And I forget Chim. I forget Chimmel works there. Yeah. You know, he does a lot. You know, he helps out with some stuff. Uh, I hate to, I hate to put him over, but yeah, he, he know, he knows. He's a knowledgeable guy, and it's a good, good guy to have around. And uh, we were going to discuss a lot about his, uh, his career, but we ended up talking more about stories and stuff like that about our times together and just having a little fun. I think it's a fun po- podcast. You check it out. Hey, Chimmel, have you ever seen the Flyers win the cup? <laughs> Um, yeah, no, uh, it should be a, a very exciting month as we go here in pro wrestling. Yeah, I'm thinking, I think I'm around to like the, to like the 24. I think I'm leaving like the 24. So I got like two and a half okay. more weeks with you. So, we'll okay, cool. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to miss, uh, I'm going to miss Forbidden Door. I'm going to miss Money in the Bank. So I won't be around for those. With you, but, um, well, the missus and I are looking to take some time off too to, to, to go away somewhere because uh, you know it's been a little while. So, so, um, hopefully it's not at the same time, but we'll see. I'll be. I should be around for SummerSlam. I'm making sure I'm around for SummerSlam. Cool. SummerSlam. Can't miss SummerSlam. Yeah. Um. All right. Very good. Uh, at Justin Labar on the socials. Uh, of course, here most Mondays, most Wednesdays, a Friday morning spar with Labar uh, on Sirius XM Radio. Busted open. I was actually sad. They. I, I got a call this morning. You never know what you're gonna do when it's 8:45 in the morning, and I get a call from bus from the Sirius XM producers uh, asking. Do you want to come on and help co-host today? Because we don't have Dave and we don't have Thunder. Mm-hmm. Um, and unfortunately, I could not. Uh, I would have loved to have done that with Tommy. But um, mm-hmm. I, from what I hear, it's still a very good show. So check that out mm-hmm. on the podcast. And, and tomorrow, meaning Thursday the 8th, they'll be doing an entire show in tribute and memory to the Iron Sheik. So right. check that out. And then Friday, I'll be with uh, Dave and Thunder with our normal spar with Labar. Mm-hmm shenanigans uh that's gonna do it thanks to everybody on this podcast uh checking in on the chat watching listening live uh listening on the archive on demand leave a comment leave a uh, rating uh tell a friend tell a friend tell a friend we really do appreciate it all the good feels put it out in the universe it'll come back at you that's gonna do it he's jimmy corderas i'm justin lamar good night see you next time